celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. All righty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this cold Wednesday here in Las Vegas. We welcome you. We come to you live and direct from the South Point Studios at the South Point Hotel Casino here on the Fabulous Strip in your gaming capital, Las Vegas, Nevada. And, of course, uh, everybody should know by now that you go to YouTube, go to South Point Studio, sign up and uh, sub, uh, be a subscriber. It is free. And uh, we're all set and ready to go. We also have a an entire bevy of platforms that you can get us at. For example, our websites, racedaylasvegas.com, .vegas, .world, .global. Let's go there, and you can hear the show streaming. Of course, you can also go to um, uh, your uh, the phone apps that you can get, KSHP phone apps. You put it on your devices, and you can hear us now on your iPhones or your Androids, the app. KSHPF, because we are here in Las Vegas at our AM and FM radio station anchors at uh, Sports Talk 1400 AM, as well as 107.1 FM. And of course, anyway, you get your podcasting as well. So we, uh, we got you coming and going. However, just, uh, find the, uh, the platform that you like and do it. But we uh, suggest that you, you, uh, get to, uh, YouTube and go to South Point Studio. And uh, subscribe, and you can also see our guests and our handicappers as well. So we welcome you to the show today on this Wednesday as we kick off another week covering uh, thoroughbred racing, Las Vegas style, of course. And uh, all I can say is just cold here. I know it's cold all over all over the nation. I know there's been blizzards and snow all over the nation in most parts of the nation. We all know that, and that's going to be uh, affecting uh, the track conditions at a lot of racetracks around the country this week because the storms are just making their way through from the west as the jet stream goes right through the east coast. And, of course, down in Florida, it's uh, getting a lot of rain. As a matter of fact, today, uh, Tampa Bay is uh, already off the turf. We'll wait and see about Gulfstream Park. We have uh, Jonathan Hardoon with us today. He's ready for a soapbox. We told you we'd do that on Sunday, so Jonathan is ready there. And, of course, well, John Lendo later. Uh Jerry Jackowitz and uh, both the Rich Ang will uh, be bypassing today's show, but I want to congratulate Jerry on a nice pick that he gave us on Sunday. We'll get to that in just a moment. But for the most part, uh, you know, the country is just going to be going through winter weather. It's really that simple. Now, right now here in Las Vegas, right now here in Las Vegas, 29 degrees. We're going to get up. Uh, our highs throughout the week will be in the high 40s. And low 50s, right in the 40s and 50s range. That's going to be the way it is. And overnight, it'll be below freezing in a lot of areas here in Las Vegas. So if you're planning on coming out, which a lot of people do, especially for maybe a weekend of a little racing and a, a little uh, wild card football, etc., just make sure you uh, you bring a coat, not just a jacket, but a coat because it's cold out there. But it's always fast, firm, and perfect in our race books, and of course, right here at the South Point race book as well. And, of course, we have that big wild card weekend coming up with all the NFL games uh, to start off the uh, playoff season on the way to the Super Bowl, which will be right here in Las Vegas at Legion Stadium where Las Vegas Raiders play. However, unfortunately, if the Raiders are going to the Super Bowl this year, they're going to have to get a ticket and sit in the stands. But uh, nevertheless, we always root for our Raiders, and 
will, uh, as most of other people who are not, who fans of teams that are not in the playoffs didn't make the cut, wait till next year. Congratulations to Michigan, the Wolverines for winning the college football championship over the Washington, uh, team on uh, Monday night. And now we're going to get into a lot of the college basketball, college, uh, you know, uh, the, the professional basketball as well, et cetera. And there's a couple of really nice shows on this area that you got to be, if you're here at South Point Studio at YouTube, you really got to, you really got to take a listen and watch, uh, the two, two shows that are with us. Of course, uh, Punchlines with, uh, Frank, Frank aboard. And of course, uh, uh, Sports by the Book, who is, uh, they, I understand they just told me they're expanding their coverage at seven days a week because there's a lot of action going on. And of course, we're here Wednesday through Sunday. Now our regular schedule is Wednesday through Sunday after the big holiday. Well, <clears throat> we do have a list of the Eclipse of finalists. They rounded it down to three in each category. So the, the Eclipse finalists, we might have a chance to give you uh, a thought or two about that. That's for sure. But of course, uh, we had talked about a little on Sunday about that uh, that horrible uh, situation that players were in on Saturday in the Coast to Coast Pick Five that encompassed uh, racings uh, from Santa Anita races from Santa Anita and from uh, Gulfstream Park, and uh, we're going to get into that a little bit more today because I think that the players were really um, well they weren't accommodated right as far as the betting pools were concerned as far as the opportunity. To make a change in the coast to coast pick five because of the, um, limitations that the computer systems have. And maybe it's time to really check the computer systems. If you're going to offer bets like that, you got to have a computer system to accommodate when things happen. And that is the crux of, uh, the soapbox that, uh, Mr. Hardoon will be on today. And of course, John Linda will be with us a little bit later on. It was great to have him in studio. Uh, for the uh, good part of uh, last week, of course, over the weekend, uh, John is, of course, back in Southern California. He'll let us know what's going on there as far as looks like the weather in Southern California might be okay this weekend. But every every place else in the country is really going to get slammed. As far as Sunday was concerned, talking about slammed in the weather, Oaklawn Park attempted to have a racing program on Sunday. They ran the first race there, and then when the jockeys came back, uh, they had a, they had a meeting with the, the track officials, et cetera. And even though people were at the track, those who chose to weather the weather and get to the racetrack, uh, it was just, uh, the racing conditions was just uh, too unsafe to race anymore because of the snow, the ice, the cold and all that. So they canceled the races at Oakland Park after the first race at Oakland on Sunday. Uh, Aqueduct, snow flurries throughout the day, but they got the racing in at Aqueduct. We want to thank Jerry Jackowitz a lot for his selection on Sunday at, uh, Aqueduct. His, uh, feature play won. That feature play horse paid $16 to win. So his feature play horse won. One of the link-ups ran second. And the $1 exacto with his feature play winning and, uh, a link-up running second paid $135. $135 for a out of uh, Jerry's pick at Aqueduct on Sunday. No stakes race at Aqueduct on Sunday. All right, and uh, and then we get to um, Gulfstream Park, where the uh, Glitter Woman Stakes uh, was the, the feature race on Sunday. That winner there was into Champagne, into Champagne with Julian Le Peru aboard, paid uh, $3.40 as the favorite, trained by Ian Wilkes. Uh, Jonathan Hardoon's uh, play at Gulfstream Park just got nabbed at the end and finished second there by the favorite. And then at Sunland Park, uh, we were talking about uh, Sunland Park with all the quarter horse racing there on Sunday. Well, Sunday they had the $350,000 championship at Sunland, a 440-yard grade one race for quarter horses for three-year-olds and up. And in the field of six, the winner and the second-place finishers in the recent Los Alamitos Champion of Champions stakes made their way to Sunland Park for this championship. And lo and behold, same thing happened. The winner, Flashback, who won the Champion of Champions, won the Sunland Champion Stakes, paid 540 with uh, Francisco Calderon aboard. Finishing second was Impressium. Impressium also finished second in the Champion of Champions Los Al. So it was a repeat of the Los Al and the Champions Stakes at Sunland. 
uh, finishing third in that big race at Sunland was R.C. Corona King. Uh, and, of course, uh, winning trainer M. Heath Taylor, winner uh, flashback, who kind of flashed back to his victory at Los Alamitos at Sunland Park on Sunday. So that's just a little wrap up of what happened on Sunday, but we've got a lot to go today. So without any further ado, we'll get right to the race. Uh, we'll go to our first break. We'll come back. We'll get the racing menu and then look ahead to see what's happening this weekend around the country. As far as uh, racing around the country, well, they got the Cal Cup going on at Santa Anita on Saturday and uh, a few stakes races around the country as well. Weather permitting, of course. And looking ahead to the end of the month on the 27th, the Pegasus World Cup and the Pegasus World Cup Day. So don't go away. We're just getting started on this Wednesday show. South Point Studio at YouTube. Subscribe. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. back on race day las vegas i want to remind everybody again that we have a lot of weather conditions going on around the country today so as we get to the racing menu i want to remind you that uh, these are the tracks available right now we just checked and there are no cancellations posted for any of the races today at uh, around the country so therefore we will start your racing menu for today reminding you that the first post times we broadcast on the show each and every day reflect that at the pacific time zone so if you're here in Las Vegas, these will be the first post times to roll out in our race books today. Right there, the South Point race book and race books anywhere else here in Las Vegas. These first post times are Pacific. Now, if you're listening to us on the many different platforms that we reeled off at the top of the show and you're not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to it. I don't want you to miss anything, an opportunity to make any money. Don't want you to miss it. Like I miss mom and dad. First post times are Pacific. All right, we got seven tracks on our menu today. We start off with Parks Racing. Parks Racing Pick Five Jackpot Carryover is ninety two thousand one hundred fifty nine dollars. Ninety two thousand one fifty nine in the Parks Racing Pick Five Jackpot Carryover. First post time is nine oh five at Parks. Next comes Gulfstream Park. Gulfstream Park has their Rainbow Pick Six Jackpot Carryover, a good one too. $177,544. First post time is 9:10 today at Gulfstream Park. Then we go to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, they're off the turf today. No turf racing at Tampa Bay. First post time is at 9:30 at Tampa Bay. They have a pick six jackpot carryover, $11,687 at Tampa Bay. And they also have a super high five, a regular super high five carryover of $2,555. And their first post time at Tampa Bay today, 9.30 off the turf. Next comes, oh, uh, next comes Mahoning Valley, Mahoning Valley Racecourse. Now Mahoning Valley Racecourse has a first post time of 9.45, 9.45. That's in the part of the country though that they're getting a lot of snow going through there. So we'll wait and see if Mahoning Valley will run today. First post time, 9.45. Then we go to Penn National. Penn National's first post time today is 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Penn National today. And of course, uh, they're in Pennsylvania and that uh, snowstorm might have went through there as well. So we'll wait and see. Uh, excuse me. 
We go next to Turfway Park. Now that's in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, right out of Cincinnati. It's actually in Florence, Kentucky. But Turfway Park has a pick six jackpot carryover, $4,241. And their pick six jackpot carryover today at Turfway Park. They got a regular super high five carryover of $9,383. Their first post time is 2.55. So they're five minutes before Penn National. Penn National is at three o'clock. And then we wrap it up with Charlestown. Charlestown races. Pick six jackpot carryover, $5,584. And a first post time at Charlestown at 4 p.m. Now, most of these tracks are in and around uh, the East Coast, so you'll have to wait and see if they're actually going today. And that's your menu of racetracks available today in the Racebook Simulcast Centers, etc. Real quick, uh, just wrapping up Sunday at Santa Anita. We forgot to do that. Uh, Sunday at Santa Anita, Phil D'Amato had three wins on the card. His third and final win came in the last race, giving Flavian Pratt his third win of the day. And in the featured Santa Inez stakes for three-year-old fillies at seven furlongs, uh, Copion was an easy, easy winner. I mean, this was an afternoon gallop for this one. Flavian Pratt was aboard the Dick Mandela trainee. She paid uh, a predictable $2.40 to win, but this looked like money in the bank, cattle on the ranch, that's for sure, the Santa Inez winner, uh, Copion. About a zip code behind him, was don't bring uh don't bring crazy finishing second and tambo was third in that feature on Sunday at Santa Anita. All right. Time to bring in Jonathan Hardoon. Good morning, Jonathan. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? <clears throat> well I know what we're gonna get to. On Sunday, uh I mismarked my uh program after I watched the race, but on Sunday the Limehouse stakes was um I guess the final race in the uh, coast-to-coast pick five. Am I correct in that? Yeah. Okay. Original field of seven, but there were uh, there was a late scratch earlier in the card. I I think there was a late scratch in Curlin Thunder, wasn't there? Yes. Yeah. All right. But the two two horses that were of concern were the they had posts one and two. The two horse Valiant Force at the time of the scratch in the starting gate was between 1 to 5 and 2 to 5 odds. Now, when you have a scr- scratch of Curl and Thunder, all of those uh, rate, uh, all of those p- tickets on Curl and Thunder automatically went to the favorite, which at the time was Valiant Horse. The bottom horse. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. He was a seven horse. That was a favorite. Uh, that, that's Wasn't it? Stellar Mischief. No, Valiant Force was 1 to 5. That was the two, oh, uh, right. number two, yeah. All right, so that horse got scratched. So now all of the people that had Curl and Thunder and now him were going to whoever the betting favorite was in the race. In addition to that, the one horse, Sir Flash, was also scratched. So now you have three horses with three combinations and a lot of them on the prohibitive favorite at one to five going to whoever became the favorite out of the, what, the three horses that were left in the race. I now, think there were four left, but correct. Go ahead. Uh, let me see. One, yes, one, two, three, five. I, I, yes, you're correct. Uh, there were four left in the race of the seven. So the winner paid 560. Most people would consider 560 as the favorite, but that horse wasn't the favorite. There was another horse in the race that was a lower price. Therefore, all the money on the primitive one to five shot, all the money on the two other horses that would have went to the one to five shot, went to another horse that was favored, that didn't win, ran off the board, and created a carryover in the coast-to-coast pick five. I will let you take it from here. No, well, I mean, everyone saw what I saw. Unfortunately, it's old news already because it was Saturday and they ran on Sunday, but it's a terrible thing, Ralph. You know, it was left with a field of four. Not only that, in this day and age with computer-assisted wagering, you don't know who's going to be the favorite to the middle of the stretch. So you have, don't even know who you're rooting for, to be honest with you. The seven ended up going off the favorite and paying $5, but it was more like a uh, $20 horse than a $5 horse because, like you said, whoever had any of the three scratches got pushed to a different horse. It's time for them to step up and to add give people the option to have an alternate when betting these 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 races you it happened a few years ago in the breeders cup and it was a whole big deal and everyone made a big stink about it 
But three weeks later, you forget about it, and then it doesn't come up again until what happened on Saturday happens. So unless they're going to fix this, they're going to forget about it, and it's not going to come up again until it happens again, and it will happen again, and it really pisses people off. You're stuck with a horse that you don't even want, and again, like I said, you're watching a race, and you're not even sure who you're going to have because you had an 8-5 to five and a 6-5, to five. so with the CAW wagering, they could come in and, and they could flip favorites, you know, without even batting an eye. It's a bad situation. It's time for them to fix it and uh, time to step up. Not only that, it resulted in a $180,000 carryover. So on Sunday, by the way, they put over a million dollars or close to a million dollars in the pool. It was uh, it paid a lot considering the prices. You had two seven-horse fields and a six-horse field, including in that uh, sequence with two prohibitive favorites, and it paid $466. It was a pretty good payoff. But that's another mistake they made. When they have these cross-country races, don't use fields with six and seven horses in it. Find the biggest fields and make those the races. This way, the pots will build, the payoffs will be huge, and that's what they want to attract business. But whoever's doing this doesn't have a clue. You're talking about um, the people who pick the races. Right. Yeah. Lay the races. You can lay the races out any way you want. You don't yeah. have to have, you know, why not take the fields with the biggest field size and put those races in this bet? It would only help it. I would uh, concur on everything you said. And I believe that the, uh, in my opinion, that right now, because the antiquated computer system they have and tabulating all these bets now with simulcasting and nationwide and now, uh, you know, worldwide uh, pools, uh, they got to get a computer system that, that, that at least is somewhat close to the ones that they use on Wall Street for all the stock, uh, you know, uh, purchases and stock exchanges, et cetera. Um, I mean, this isn't a small industry. This isn't a small business. We're talking about multi-million dollar business. Fix it. Bring it up to date. Give yeah. people a fair shot. Yeah, they need to, you know, they need to equal what the stock transactions are to, to make it happen. Otherwise, the only other thing to do for the safety and integrity of the horse player and the customer is not offer the bet. I mean, if they can't, um, you know, offer the bet, with all of these uh, fail-safe things in it that's going to happen because this is horse racing and these are animals we're talking about, that things happen, weather conditions happen, etc. that um, in order to, to uh, make the bet work fairly under any circumstance and many different scenarios, two of which you just uh, pointed out with the Breeders' Cup uh, debacle at Del Mar a couple of years ago, and now this thing happening, if you, you can't have enough of a computer system to handle the uh, and adapt to uh, the situation to make it fair for the player, which would be, I guess, uh, Jonathan, in your, in your um, eyes and most eyes, an alternate bet, correct? That's the only way. And, and if, a, if a betting platform doesn't want to offer it, well, then don't let them offer the bet like you said. Yeah. Until you fix the problem, stay on the sidelines. Watch how quick they'll fix the problem. However, they're going to lose money. They're going to figure out a way to fix the problem very quickly. Yeah. However, there's one uh, dimension in this particular situation that that wouldn't have solved because there were two late scratches at the time. And one of those two was the prohibitive favorite. If you had an alternate from that prohibitive favorite, and it may have been to the one or the other one that was scratched earlier, and those were scratched, then that forces you into the, the betting favorite, but at least you'll have one option to make that happen. And at least it's your, at least it's your choice to pick the other horse. You're not relying on the public and who everyone's betting to make your choice for you. Yeah. You get to make the choice. But it, so that's the difference. Well, yeah. Even that, if they scratch your alternate, let's say your, your alternate was the one and he ends up being scratched. Sure. Well, there's nothing you could do about that. Right. Fine. But at least give somebody an opportunity at least one time around. Yeah, there's no question about that. And I, and I concur with you. And I'm, uh, John Lindo, who I'm sure, uh, is listening right now will probably concur with you as well that they have to do something. And, and the fix really is to get a, an updated computer system. It's really that simple. That's the fix. Absolutely. 
Now can we go to Sunday's DQ in the last race? At yeah, I was going to get to that because, um, w uh, you know, Sunday I thought, okay, we got preparing for the show on today. I said, well, okay, the soapbox is, soapbox is going to be about the coast-to-coast uh, -coast pick five. And then they threw a monkey wrench into it because Sunday night, the last race at Santa Anita, there was a disqualification after Jonathan's horse won the race. And uh, you can go ahead and talk about that, Jonathan. I mean, first of all, we get, they, they took a three-to-one winner away from the listeners, so that's not right, and I'm sure that should piss people off. But not because we were involved, Ralph, but it was just a horrible call. It was really, really a horrible call. Not only that, they should really change the rules. I thought about this for two days, back and forth. How could they fix it? The stewards are screwing everything up. A couple of weeks ago in New York, they took a horse down that shouldn't have been taken down. Well, I have a little bit of a... Something that could help, it's just an idea. I thought I'd throw it by you and get your opinion. Mm -hmm. On Sunday, it was a majority rule. In New York, I think it was a majority rule, but I'm not sure. But I feel that in cases where it's just a majority rule and not a unanimous decision, they should never take the horse down. Foul the, uh, find the jockey, but leave the horse off. Because once it's not a, unanim a unanimous decision, well, that means that somebody has a different opinion, and there are going to be plenty of people out there that may have the same opinion as the guy that voted to leave the horse up. So unless it's an, uh, and even when it's a unanimous de decision, you're still going to get people that are going to disagree and everything else. But at least the judges, if one of the three judges saying, you know, I don't know, I don't think he should come down. Well, guess what? That means a lot of other people out there fail to feel the same way. So to fix this problem, unless it's a unanimous decision, the horse stays, find the jock, give him days if you think he did something so terrible. I think that's a good idea. I, say you I think uh, in, in lieu of a better idea, I think that is a good idea. There's no question about that. Now, there's usually uh, the border stewards at any racetrack are three people, three, right. three, three judges. And uh, unanimous is all three of them. Majority is just two out of three. Three people say, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a lot of times when you could uh, find a jockey uh for the infraction but it wasn't uh, bad enough to take don't legalize the players it, it was or the owners right and it wasn't bad enough that it was a unanimous it was a unanimous decision if it was a unanimous decision fine we got to accept it and move on but once you have one of the three guys seeing it like other people see it means that it's not a hundred percent foolproof that's all i'm saying it's almost like uh in the nfl when they make a call and then somebody throws a flag and says, we're going to review the call. And they have the videotape and it must be, it's got to be conclusive to change the original call on the, on the, uh, you know, the first call on the, on the field that, uh, maybe uh, this w would work. It would be a lot better, I think, for the integrity it of the sport. It would take a lot of controversy out. It would take a lot of controversy out yeah. by doing it. That. I just, I think that's a good idea. I really do. And by the way, Jonathan, it, the, the, inquiry and disqualification where there were three horses coming down the stretch and they were bumping back and forth we should have showed it on the show today yeah because now yeah. we should have done it and take and shown what what they were looking at yeah. there's no question the winner came he he came out an inch and then he right away the tory right away cr uh, corrected, corrected it yeah right right away and the three bullied his way out not only do they take the two down and make them second but they make them third you know, be it because the three went into the six, but I don't think it was the two going into the three that went into the six. I think the three bullied his way out, as obviously one of the other stewards did, because he's agreeing with us. Uh -huh. He didn't vote for a takedown. So find the guy, give him two days or three days, whatever it is, protect the owners, protect the players, because if you keep pissing people off, you're only going to chase them away. And the, and the, and this was a pivotal race too, because it was the last race of the day, meaning it was the final race in the late pick, pick four, six, pick late pick five, late pick, uh, the pick six, and of course the late pick three and the late double. All of those but pools no, were tied to that race. Yes, but you're saying it's pivotal, but guess what? Every single race is pivotal when yeah. people are putting up their money. To them, that race is the most important race of the day, and they're right. It is to them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
Uh, it's all races are important. This happened to be pivotal. Of yeah. Everyone, it just turned out you're saying pivotal because it just completed everything. Yeah. Everything connected to that race. But every race along the way is just as pivotal to anyone that's playing. Yeah. Well, you're you're all set and ready to go, buddy. So, uh, yeah, by the way, that was your that was your pick on the show. So a lot of people right. also played it. And uh, I, I'll bet you they concur with you today, too. Like I'm me. Sure yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, that happened on Sunday, folks. And the other one happened on Saturday. He had two days to simmer and boil. And now it's all out and we move on. Right. What can we do? We turn the page. We'll play, Ralph. You know, we I just know. take the and keep moving forward. It's terrible. It was it, it was a great tweet that you told me. Uh, you know that you had, had suggested. Boy, this is you know this is getting ridiculous and all that. And I tweeted you back. I said, Yeah, but we'll be playing on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just the way it's going to be. But uh, yeah, there's some things uh, as far as that uh, that other thing though. Computers. You got to. And by the way, I like the idea. If it's not unanimous. Majority. I think it's a good idea I came up with. Yeah. If I might, once in a while, I have a good idea, and it makes sense. It, it does. really makes sense. Majority means you're going to find the uh, culprit. Unanimous right. means you're going to take the horse down. Yeah. And that'll be, and by the way, that'll be simple for people to follow, too, by the way. Easy as could be. All right. Anyhow, um, what do we got? And you'll, you'll, prevent, you'll prevent one third of the people from being mad. That's <laughs> correct. All. That's correct. We're going to um, just uh, uh, kind of vary from what we normally do here. Usually I get a pick from you, and then we go to a break, and then we come back with Rich Ang. But Richie's not going to be with us today, and uh, John's going to come back uh, in about uh, five, ten minutes. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to take the uh, second break that we normally have that was usually Richie's break. I'm going to hold you over, and when we get back, we'll get your selections for today. At uh, You got a couple for us? I have one for Tampa and one for Gulf. Oh, my goodness. Well, there you have it. There's a tease for you, folks. There you go. <laughs> Hopefully, oh, my goodness. Hopefully that these horses win races without any disqualifications or late scratches. Okay, folks? We'll be right back. Don't go away. Born in the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is committed to helping our nation's heroes and their families in their darkest hours. When a first responder or veteran doesn't return home and leaves behind a young family, Tunnel to Towers supports them. The foundation pays off their mortgages and lifts their financial burdens through their Gold Star Family Home Program and Fallen First Responder Home Program. Through their Smart Home Program, catastrophically injured veterans and first responders regain their independence with a mortgage-free home, specially adapted adapted to meet their unique physical needs. Tunnel to Towers also provides housing assistance and services to our nation's homeless veterans through their Homeless Veteran Program. They are helping more than 2,000 in 2023 because no veteran should be living on the streets of the country they signed up to protect. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices made by our nation's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Back on Race Day Las Vegas uh, for this uh, Wednesday show. And uh, Jonathan Hardoon is going to be with us uh, for another segment here, or short segment anyhow. Jonathan, uh, they uh, did uh, announce the Eclipse Awards, uh, they're, uh, the finalists for the Eclipse Awards. And uh, real quick, um, 
I'll go down the list real quick for you, and, and, then, and then we'll get your a thought or two. Uh, two-year-old male, fierce list, locked, and moth. Uh, two-year-old filly, candi- candid, hard to justify, and just FYI. You stop me when you think what? Uh, three-year-old male, Archangelo, August, Rodine, and Mage. Uh, then we have three-year-old filly, Ma- Maj, pretty mischievous and randomized. Dirt male, Cody's Wish, Elite Power, White Abario. Dirt female, Clarier, Goodnight Olive, uh, Idiomatic. Uh, male sprinter, Cody's Wish, Elite Power, Gunite. Female sprinter, Echo Zulu, Goodnight Olive, Maple Leaf Mel. Male turf, August Rodine, uh, Master of the Season, Up to the Mark. Female turf, Horse in Italian, In Spiral, and uh, Mar- Marge. Uh, again, steeplechase horse, awaken, merrymaker, and snap decision. The owner, Godolphin, Judd Martin, uh, Klarovich Stables, breeder, Calumet Farm, Godolphin, Stoner Street, Thoroughbred Holdings. The trainer, the three in the trainers are Chad Brown, Brad Cox, and Bill Mott. Jockeys, Tyler Gaffleone, Ired Ortiz Jr., Flavin Pratt. And, no, uh, yeah. Stop. Go ahead. Go ahead there. Castellano belongs on that list. I'm sorry of jockeys. He really does. He won two of the three uh, triple crown races. He won the Travers. He won. So how do you not make that list? You know, he had he had an unbelievable he had an unbelievable three months. That that are people's years. He belongs on that list. Everything else I can deal with. Okay. Belongs on that list. Let me ask you: of the three again, Tyler Gaffleone, Irid Ortiz Jr., Flavian Pratt, who would you knock off and put Javier in? It doesn't. I don't know. Okay. Maybe Flavian Pratt. To be honest with you, you can't take Irid off because he won thirty-nine million dollars or whatever in sure. fifteen grade one. Sure. And I would say, well, you got to take off one of the other two. You just two. Okay. And uh, as far as apprentice jockey, uh, Axel uh, Concepcion, Jamie Torres, and Sophia Vives. Those were the finalists for the Eclipse Awards, and I know that uh, uh, John Lendo is probably listening in now, so he'll give us his, his opinion in just a moment. We will now get to your selections for today. All right, we're going to go to Gulfstream first, I guess, and look at the ninth and final, which is on synthetic, five and a half furlongs on Tapita. <laughs> and I like the number seven horse in here, One Smoking Rita. This is a four-year-old filly from the Ralph Nicks barn. Ralph, get a load of this. This trainer, six for nine at the meet. Six for nine. Yeah, I and know. He's done, ex- he's done exceptionally well with layoff horses. You're getting five to one on the morning line. Full field of eight. I like number seven. Smoke, one smoking reader to win today's ninth and final at Gulfstream Park. All right. One smoking reader. Five to one on the morning line in that race. And then we'll go to uh, Tampa Bay Downs, which, uh, as you uh, said earlier, or as you told me at least earlier, off the turf. Yeah, we're going to look at the ninth and final today, Ralph. Seven furlongs on the main track, and I like the number 10 horse in here, Angela's Party Girl. This is a four-year-old filly from the Derek Ryan barn. Last time out, she ran on the turf at Tampa, switches back to the main track, draws a good outside box going seven furlongs. Her previous two dirt races, either one good enough to get the job done here. She's listed at 10 to 1 on the morning line. If up wet, she loves water. Number 10, Angela's Party Girl upsets and wins today's ninth and final out of Tampa Bay Downs and sends you home a winner. And now uh, the track will be off today at Tampa Bay, right? Well, it rained all day. Yeah, that dries, that track dries out pretty well, and they take them off the grass right away. As soon as there's any moisture, it comes off. You know, I don't know how fast it dries out, but I'm sure there's some moisture left in it. Yeah, and uh, to protect the grass course there, and, they, and that grass course is beautiful there at Tampa Bay. It really and is. by the way, what they do is a terrific thing. They let you know the day before that they're coming off the races, not like, you know, 10 minutes <laughs> for the race. So that that's a good thing if you're handicapping. You want that heads up. Sure, absolutely. And by the way, what, what happened at Sunday with at Oakland, they delayed the first race like 45 minutes yeah. or whatever try to run it, and there was a sinkhole or something, they said, that there was a part of the track that wasn't safe. They tried to do work on it. They held everyone there another 45 minutes, and then they sent you home. Yeah. <laughs> well, in Oakland Park, uh, you know, they sent you into the casino there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Play and, you know, some other simulcast track. Fresh, fresh money. Uh, you got them captive. Uh, bad weather in the already parked there. I think, yeah, they went into the uh, casino. But in any case, yeah, it became dangerous for them. That's for sure. They'll get it squared away, though. That uh, that's okay. 
uh, 10 to 1 on the morning line. You got a 7-pound bug boy on the horse, too. So we're looking for this horse to go right to the lead, aren't we? Uh, yeah. Send it's that. be well. Send the, <laughs> send, <laughs> just, yeah, send the bug, you know, the old days. Send that bug boy on the lead and let him go. That's, that's for sure. It. All right. Angela's party girl. Let's uh, let's hope she can give us a little bit of a party tonight. That's for sure. All right, Jonathan. I want to thank you so much for your soapbox, your opinions, your solutions for those uh, in the soapbox, and uh, a couple of winners. It seems you complain, Ralph. Once in a while, you have to come up with an idea. Yeah, No question about that. That's for sure. And uh, thanks, uh, of course, for the two winners we're going to get out of Florida today. All right, you got it. Thanks, Ralph. See you tomorrow. Stay safe and be well. All right, Thank real, you. really quick, uh, tell them about your where they get the uh, so full selections oh, for Tampa and Gulf. J O N H A R D O O N dot com. Tampa and Gulfstream Day. Okay, thanks a lot, Jonathan. We're going to go to our fr- final break, and when we come back, John Lendo is standing by, and I know he's heard a few things on the show so far, so uh, we'll wait and see his comments. Don't go away. We'll be right back. South Point Studio at YouTube. Subscribe. Bada bing. We'll be right back. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Day Las Vegas show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. Alrighty, back on Race Day Las Vegas for this Wednesday, wrapping up this show as we ramp up to the weekend. Coming up on Saturday, Cal Cup Day, uh, Cal Cup races at Santa Anita, five of them. Tampa Bay will have three nice stakes races. Aqueduct, Gulfstream, and Turfway Park will all have a, a stakes race on the card. And on Sunday, Aqueduct, Gulfstream, and Santa Anita will also have a stakes race on board. Uh, the Pegasus World Cup is coming up on the 27th of uh, January. Seven Pegasus World Cup stakes races on that day. Two grade ones, two grade twos, and three grade threes. And a horse that uh, from Southern California they thought might uh, make it, uh, Substanzador, is going to pass up the Pegasus World Cup and go for the San Pasqual there at San Anita. Uh, Fairgrounds is uh, raising their purses there. Across the board, 10% on their meet there. And unfortunately, you know, when you talk about accidents happening on the racetrack, it, they can also happen in the morning. We understand that two horses uh, uh, were killed in a collision on the uh, track at Belmont Park in the morning hours when they were working out at a collision there. So uh, just to let you know that uh, this this is uh, the risk that these jockeys, exercise boys, green, grooms, and hot walkers take uh, every time they are around a horse are pretty uh, obvious, that's for sure. All right, let's bring in uh, John Lindo. John, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Doing fine. You were here last weekend. Now, you better have wrapped your pipes at your house because it's below freezing here overnight now. Oh, we're, we're good as far as I know. So <laughs> okay. we'll keep our fingers crossed, and I'll get a call if there's a problem. But, uh, <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's a little chilly over there, but it was great. It was great to see you guys and spend the weekend with you, and uh, play some races at the South Point together. Yeah, no, no question about that. It was a lot of fun over the weekend, and we will do that again. That's for sure. Um, you know, um, we went over the coast to coast debacle and the Eclipse finalist, uh, and I know you were listening. So, any thoughts about either one of those? I re- agree with Jonathan as far as the Eclipse goes. Uh, you know, Javier Castellano should be a finalist for the for the champ, uh, Eclipse jockey. I don't think he would win it based on the year Arad Ortiz had, but 
the way he revitalized his career and he, he won major races like the Travers and the Derby. And, uh, you know, he really, really had a terrific year with what he had. So I thought he should have made the list there. Uh, and, and as far as, uh, you know, all the other stuff that goes on, uh, this is racing. This is, <laughs> this is what we deal with on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's, uh, that's absolutely for sure. But I think, uh, I think the consensus really is if you're going to offer bets, like uh, the more complex bets now that they they're offering in in these pools that it uh, they got to get a computer system that can handle most of the uh, most of the variations I, I think the computer system's okay they need new software and and that in this day and age shouldn't be that difficult it might be a little time consuming but uh, like we talked about uh, with the modern games fiasco at Delmar a couple of years ago they've had like 2 years to work on this stuff uh, they can rewrite anything in the world in two years, so it should have shouldn't have been too hard to add an alternate uh, selection available in the pick fours and pick fives. But, but as horse players, Ralph, we know what the rules are going in, so we have to accept them and play. Or the only other thing we can do is decide not to play based on the rules if we don't like them. I agree with that too. That's uh, that's for sure. Uh, John, when you talk about, uh, the software, et cetera, maybe we just ought to turn it all into artificial intelligence because they can get it done overnight. <laughs> yeah. What could go wrong? Yeah. Right. In any case, I uh, come up this weekend, some, uh, Cal, California bred, uh, stakes races, huh? Yeah. It's Cal Cup Day on Saturday, Santa Anita. Uh, I think around the country, there's only one graded stake. So a lot of regional type of races and. Yeah. Uh, it's always interesting. My my favorite horse on the track at, at Southern California, the Chosen Brown, will run in the in the Cal Cup Sprint. We've got the Cal Cup Derby, the Cal Cup Oaks, and I think the uh, Sunshine Millions Philly and Merrick Turf Sprint should come up as a good race. And then we have the Unusual Heat Turf Classic going around and around on the grass course. So five races there. I, I want to see how the field sizes shape out, and uh, we'll look to see today after entries are drawn what the uh, Coast to Coast Pick Five looks like on Saturday between Gulfstream and Santa Anita. We got to talk about the weather. We know that the weather could be a bigger factor in Florida than it might be in Southern California. But what are the predictions for this weekend in SoCal? Uh, it's going to be cold here, probably low 60s all week at Santa Anita, not expecting any rain. Main track has been open for training on a regular basis. We saw a lot of wind on Sunday, and I thought that kind of turned the, the final times in those dirt races a little bit slow. It's kind of a strange day, a little bit of a cuppy track, I think, with all those winds. Mm -hmm. So we'll have to see. You know, I've got a mark on the, on that race day, the date, January 7th. Be careful with those past performances as we go back and, and look at them and, and races that are coming up. Uh, John, uh, the turf course looks like to be in good shape. It's been really good. Uh, you know, I think those intermittent breaks with a couple of uh, rain showers we had the last couple of weeks and uh, it, it's going to keep it fresh. It's a long eight, six months. And so they've got to be careful not to overdo it. Uh, but so far, I think it's held up pretty well. Our friends over at the uh, horseracenation.com, I think is one of the greatest, uh, uh, websites out there really do a lot of, a lot of great things and break down a lot of good things. That's for sure. They posted the top 50 runners so far, the top 50 of three-year-olds going for the Kentucky Derby. And when you shook it all out out of the top 50, just four trainers had 26 of the top 50 in there. You had Steve Asmussen with seven horses on the list. Bob Baffert had seven horses. Todd Pletcher has six, and Brad, Brad Cox has six. So these guys are surrounding the Derby again, uh, except for the Baffert horses, where if all seven of them get to the Kentucky Derby, they're going to have seven different trainers, I guess. Right. Uh, the, the, it looks like, you know, it's, it's becoming even more and more dominant between, like to say, the top three guys, which would be Pletcher, Cox, and, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the normal shooters. But uh, even that the Bob Baffert horses are good enough, they're not going to run for Bob Baffert at Churchill Downs. So, uh, and, and, and that's unfortunate. You like to see the, some of the different guys come in and, and have a horse of that quality. But you go to those yearling sales and those big groups of, of, People with unlimited funds that are partnering together, they're lining up and using the same trainers, so it really consolidates where those good horses go to. That uh, that new genre of uh, putting a lot of people together, like uh, the My Racehorse people, uh, boy, did they get lucky when they, when they started out. They had a derby winner right away, and now, boy, these people got the taste of that, and it really set that uh, particular uh, company really into orbit as far as uh, participation, but there's been some other companies that are doing the same thing, right? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, West Point has been doing it for a long time, and, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of the uh, horse race syndicate groups. But to counter that, they were doing that to, to be able to compete with the Spencer Farms of the world and, uh-huh. and Clarevich as an individual owner. But now you've got uh, the Matacat Stables and, and uh, Eclipse Thoroughbreds. These guys are all now partnering, including West Point, and they're moving the bar even higher at the yearling sales to make it even tougher for the smaller guy trying to put a group together to compete and buy horses. So it really has kind of become the sport of Kings where it, it's hard to get a good one because the guys who could afford to buy them by themselves, they're all partying together and moving it even higher to make sure the other guys can't get them. Yeah, no question about that. It really is becoming a sport of Kings. That's for sure. And to the point where you get a great horse that does great things as a three-year-old and you, now he's the star of, of thoroughbred racing. He's the face, the star of it. People wait. Uh, in, in anticipation to see him run the next year and the next year. And their breeding rights become so valuable that even the insurance that you take on a horse to run it in a million, two, three million dollar race isn't enough to cover it anymore. So you, you just price him right out and he's already in the breeding shed by the time he's four. Yeah, you really do. If you have a horse like a flight line who is worth a hundred million dollars, yeah. if you want to run him the next year and you have to buy an insurance policy, you're going to spend more on that insurance policy than you can earn unless you win every race, including the Saudi Cup and, and the Dubai World Cup to pay that and just the insurance bill. There's no question about that. So, uh, you kind of, you know, it's kind of the, the pricing is kind of getting ridiculous. We got to get it uh, back to somewhat normal. But, uh, then again, uh, that is the way of the world and then that's the way it's going. But while they're on the racetrack, we can enjoy them. That's for sure. And of course, uh, we're getting close to the Derby and. We have a lot of plans uh, for leading up to the Derby, including the uh, seminar here at the South Point that will be the Friday night before the Kentucky Derby as well. So, everybody, you can make start making plans right now because it's the first Saturday in May, and we're already halfway through uh, or pretty much halfway through the first month of this year. Uh, make your plans to be here at the South Point for all of the Kentucky Derby activity from the day of racing itself in the big ballroom to the uh, seminar the night before and some special shows that we'll probably have right here on the South Point Studio uh, feed as well. So uh, a lot of good stuff happening. And, uh, John, we will start uh, moving the wheels forward to this weekend, all that uh, great uh, play in the uh, NFL. It's the big wild card weekend, so that'll be fun as well. And another week from Las Vegas, Nevada. We love it, that's for sure. And uh, you will be back, uh, of course, tomorrow. And uh, real quick, your sheet. I'll have Gulfstream Park tomorrow, and then we go through Santa Anita through Monday, which is a holiday racing. And so we'll go go through Monday, Friday through Monday, Santa Anita. All right, you got it. Hey, Jerry's not here. You get the uh, call. Have a great race day, everybody.